we have a lot to discuss over the next hour. Coming up in the next 60 minutes, we're going to hear from Marnaby as they book their place in the All-Ireland Final. We're going to hear from Nemo as they book their place in the Munster Final. And we are going to hear from Father O'Neill. Nemo booked their place in the semi-final. I do beg your pardon. Father O'Neill is booking their place in the Munster Final as well. So all that to come between now and 7 o'clock. So we're going to hear from Kel Shanning after they were crowned Junior A Football Champions today. Going to hear from Paddy Murray as he confirmed he's going to stay on his core Camogie manager for a ninth season. Going to talk to Colin O'Brien as the under-17s prepare for three games at Turners Cross this week. And we're going to have reaction from Cage Warriors. Fantastic event in Nitchin Stadium last night. That's all to come between now and 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench. Rory here with you until 7pm this evening. Uh, we'll go to Anfield to get an update. If you're a Liverpool fan, you're going to be happy. Not so much if you're a Man City fan. It's Liverpool 3, Manchester City nil, and since Liverpool scored that third goal, they're going in for the kill now, trying to get some more goals here at Anfield. Uh, Firmino nearly made it forward, a little lobbed curled effort from 18 yards out. Uh, the other end, City trying to get back into the game with Raheem Sterling, who's booed every time he gets a ball from the home fans. His 18-yard shot deflected over by Lovren. This game still very much in the melting pot, although Liverpool, of course, with a three-goal lead. It's Liverpool 3, Manchester City nil. 71 and a half minutes on the clock there at Anfield. Elsewhere today, Manchester United had a 3-1 win over Brighton. Peter Smith. Manchester United 3, Brighton 1. United forged ahead when Andreas Pereira's shot deflated in off Dale Stevens. They doubled their tally in a Galmail scramble with Brighton's David Proper being debited with an own goal and the Scott McTominay's challenge. Lewis Stank half the deficit in the second half with a bullet header from a Pascal Gross corner. The Marcus Rashford put United back in full control with a 12-yard drive that went in off the underside of the crossbar. Manchester United 3, Brighton 1. The Wolves beating Aston Villa today. Alex Winter was at Malignon. Wolves 2, Aston Villa 1. Ruben Neves' thunderous first-half strike gave Wolves reward for a dominant opening period. But it took until six minutes from time to put the game to bed as Raul Him and has slid home after Adama Traore's strong run. Villa were lucky to be in the game for as long as they were and wasted several chances to level before Trezeguet scored a consolation deep in the stoppage time. But it was more woe for Villa on their travels as it finished Wolves 2, Aston Villa 1. And uh, Aston Villa certainly in uh, relegation uh, trouble. Just 11 points in 12 games for them so far. In Scotland, and uh, it's as you were at the top of the table, Celtic with a 2-0 win over Motherwell. Rangers with a 2-0 win away to Livingston. Uh, they're both level on points on 31. Celtic top on goal difference by virtue of the fact they've scored one more goal than Stephen Gerrard's side. Elsewhere today and uh, in the Munster Senior League, and uh, they finished uh, scores between Avondale and St Mary's College Corinthians with a 2-0 win away to Cove Wanderers Ian Mylott and Owen Murphy with the goals for Corinthians there and uh, Cork City Women's rounding off uh, their uh, So Hotels National League campaign today as uh, they held uh, Wexford Utes to a one-all draw in Mayfield Saoirse Noonan with City's goal in uh, their final game of the season as I mentioned in the intro, it was a really busy day of Gaelic games uh, across the province and uh, nationally as well. In the uh, Senior Football Championship quarter-final, Limo Rangers beating Newcastle West 1-9 to 9 points in Mallow. They'll now face either Dr. Croaks or Austin Stacks in the semi-final in two weeks' time. In the Senior Hurling Championship semi-final, disappointment for Glen Rovers who were beaten by Barca Lee today in Semple Stadium. 1-17 to 3-8 was how it finished there. In the Munster Intermediate Hurling Championship semi-final, Father O'Neill's with a comfortable win over Broadford today, 3-22 to 4. 14 points. The court champions will face Bally 
Sagart in the Munster final in two weeks' time. In the Junior A Football Championship final, as I mentioned, Kilshanik crowned champions with a 22 points to 11 win over St. James's. Kilshanik now go on to face Nagoya of Kerry in the Munster quarter final next Saturday in Clonakilty. In ladies' football, Mornaby back in the All Ireland final. They've beaten Dunamoyne of Monaghan today, 213 to 110, was how it finished in Clyder Rovers. Well, Mornaby will face Galway's Kilkerran Clonburn after their win over Fox Rock Cabin, Fox Rock, Cabin Teeley in the other semi-final today. In the intermediate semi-final disappointment for Inch Rovers who were beaten by Nave Kiran after extra time 3.15 to 1.11 and in the junior semi-final Dunhamore beating Navin O'Mahony's 3.13 to 3.12 they will now face Mackell Rovers of Mayo in the final. In basketball, in the Women's Super League victory for Ambassador UCC Glanmire 86-76 over the Wildcats today at the Maradike Arena. Singleton Super Valley Bernal going down to DCU Mercy on the road. Mercy winning 79 points to 69. In rugby and defeat for Ireland's women's side today against Wales in their November international at UCD. 15 points to 13 was how it finished. Ireland were winning 10-0 but three late tries from Wales so helping them secure a win. And England's Terrell Hatton has won the Turkish Open after he came through a six-man playoff. He was among those who finished tied at the top of the leaderboard on 20 under par. Shane Lowry and Podrick Harrington both finishing on one under par for the tournament. Right, we're going to start the show with a reaction from Marnaby who are back in the All-Ireland final after that win over Dunhamoyne of Monaghan today. Kilcar and Clonburn await in the final. Brito Sullivan, the captain, has been speaking to Jim Sheehan. You can't ask for much better than that. Um, you know, I think if you had um, asked me at halftime, you know, I think we were very disappointed with our performance in the first half, so we were just so delighted to get over the line and that we have an All-Ireland final to look forward to in um, two weeks. Yeah, it seemed to be a poor option taken really in the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, like we have outstanding forwards and they did put an awful lot of pressure of pressure on us in the forward line, but um, you know, I think that we just weren't taking our scores and getting a bit frustrated maybe. So, you know, I think that um, you know, we just didn't panic. We knew that we had the quality in the forward line that we would be able to get the scores when it mattered. And, you know, fair play to the girls in the forward line. Um, you know, I think we got about ten or eleven points there in the second half. They were absolutely outstanding. You found a lot of leaders in that game, really, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think that like this team has an awful lot of experience, and a lot of the girls have been on the road for a long time. But you know, not only them. You know, the young girls came on there at the end, like Ellie Jack and Anna Ryan. You know, um, and Ashton Cronin. They're all young girls. You know, still at minor level, and they came on and they really stood up and they drove us over the line. And you know, it's great to see that as well. You have two weeks now, and a big day again. We yeah. are. Um, you know, I suppose last year um, we had a different experience on an All-Ireland final day and we know what that winning feeling is like and um, we know what it takes now to get over the line. So hopefully we can um, recover for a few days after this and um, start preparing in the way that we know how for the final. Indeed, congratulations to Mornabi uh, into the All-Ireland final once again as they look to defend their title. Going to hear now from their manager, Shane Ronane. Come here. Um, I suppose a lot of relief. Um, you know, we. I suppose we, we were coming into this in a home game today, or you know your favourites. Um, you know, after last year, and I suppose things like that. But you know, we were very disappointed at halftime with the way we played. Um, I suppose the only positive thing at halftime was we were only three points down, was we played so poorly. So we just asked them to look. Just the first half was gone. You know, let that be. It's 
done now uh, we just go and start playing football properly in the second half and do stick to the game plan and in fairness them they upped the ante and I think the second half display like 10, 10 points to, to one in the second half was, was superb and uh, all over the field look the subs came on made a big impact first um, you know players stood up and they were counted I didn't think a lot of them stood up in the first half they were a bit nervous maybe playing at home they were a bit nervous and things like that but look we're look we're delighted to be in the All-Ireland final we know, we know that we've, we've plenty of work to do but look that's the, that's the great way to be going into it 13 days time look the bodies are going to be sore after today we won't get much done in the next two weeks it'll just be about recovering and, and making sure we're right but look I think today we, we, we found leaders there again in the second half the girls look it's something that, I did, that there was um, never found wanting them and it would have been a bit in the first half which we would be a bit disappointed about but look the real more Abbeys came out there in the second half I think really it was all about the options and the, and the poor options taken in the first half really wasn't it oh exactly like we five times we turned over the ball in contact inside in the scoring zone like, and that, that's something we spoke about for the last two weeks that Dunamine are brilliant at, at defending that we were the same three years ago above against Dunamine we'd loads of the ball but we, we took bad options we took it into contact and there's no better team in the country I think to, to, to punish you if you do take the ball into contact and Thurman found that to their cast in the Ulster final and it was looking like we were going to find it to our cast as well today but in the second half we took less ball into contact moved, moved it around a bit quicker used the wings and I think that you know that, that that's where we got the holes there and I suppose even the, the last point uh, second last point we kicked from, from play uh, you know we were patient 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 and then we got down the middle with Catch Coakley came up and went back to kick it you know probably was one of the points of the game because of the way, the way it worked but it was just poor option takers even the final pass from a lot of the girls just was off today whereas it was it was on in the Munster final and it was just a bit off today but look we, we still got there yeah look all Ireland final again have to be really pleased yeah look we're delighted like, it, it, look it's just the fifth out Ireland final in six years um, I suppose look the, the thing is we won it last year we, we know, know what we have to do to win it um, you know I, 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 it's, I think there's five points in the other game at the moment Clamburn are winning um, you know so look whoever wins that they're going for their first All-Ireland title they've been in the same position we were in last year you know they've a lot of hurt from last year whoever loses, whoever comes through there you know so it's going to be it's going to be a big, big occasion and whoever we play you know we, we know we're going to be uh, we're going to have to be better than what we are today it's, especially in the first half our second half display was very good but our first half we, we probably need a more complete performance you know probably if we can get 15 minutes out and, out and we're going to be hard beaten but look that's that's going to be what we need to do the next day Yeah Shane on in there speaking to dear Mitch Sheehan congratulations uh, to more Nabby as they book their place in the All-Ireland final against Kilkerran Kel- and Clonburn of Galway in uh, two weeks time could we game on at Anfield Shane Pennington it's Liverpool 3 Manchester City 1 and City get a goal back here courtesy of Bernardo Silva it came from the left hand side and Gelino with the ball in took a deflection off Dejan Lovren and fell nicely for Silva to fire into the back of the net from 18 yards out it's Liverpool 3 Manchester City 1 yeah 10 minutes uh, to go there yeah Dunfield right Nemo Rangers getting their Munster campaign off to a winning start with a 1-9 to 9 points win over Newcastle West in Mallow today Nemo led all the way through the game's first 4 points uh, 3 from New Connolly Champions responded there within one within when Ian Corbett made it four points to three on 21 minutes by half time. Nemo were 6 3 ahead. The second half, Kieran Dalton goal before Stephen Cronin put them six ahead again. Newcastle West came back at Nemo, but they couldn't get to within two points. Dennis Harley there for us today, and Mallet spoke to boss Paula Dunvan. Um, I suppose it was a difficult game. They defended in numbers, I felt at times, and it made it very difficult. We didn't help ourselves then with um, some sloppy play, getting turned over and attacking a few times. Um, poor passing, you know, we've already first minute there, James McDonald fisted one out over the sideline. 
always passionate too, but small things like that we can improve if we can get those things right. I think we can be probably five or six points a better team. We took poor choices around the first half against the slight breeze. We dropped four into the keeper's hands. Again, that's that's decision making by fellas who are normally fairly good and fairly accurate. We just have to get those small things right, I think, and it'll bring us on ten percent, you know. Yeah, and the scoreboard as well as everywhere else. Yeah, they, they battled right to the end. Didn't well, they they did look and uh, believe it or not, we expected I thought the odds were absolutely ridiculous. Forty to one and we were in there were I think eleven to one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, if you watch their game against, uh, we, we saw footage of their game against Adair and we saw footage of their game against Ula. And on both occasions, like they love the tackle, they're really able to tackle. They have a lot of, I say, guys who are play a bit of rugby as well. And if they get hold of you, like you can't break away from the tackle because they're are physically very strong. Yeah. So we invited a bit of trouble on ourselves. We got turned over too many times. Uh, we need just to be, but we have to get that weight if we're going to advance any further. Yeah, you got a classic goal three minutes into second half, and yeah. that's. That should have been settled, shouldn't it? It should have, you'd imagine. It should have. We probably missed another one near the end there where Mark tried to oh, square yes, it across yes. to Conor Horgan, I think it was. Uh, I felt Mark should have picked it up and got it himself. Yeah. You know, he's, he's inside the penalty spot. You put the money on him to score every time. But uh, look, at the end of the day, you trust them when they go onto the field that they're going to make the right decisions. Uh, you can only try and correct them afterwards. But what we have to learn as well is every time we go and play, we need to look at ourselves and be critical of ourselves and try and develop and try and be better. Next day, you know. Yeah. You, you know, fears like that there's a trend developing, like about second half performances or anything like that? No. Uh, we, I think we, if you look back earlier on the year against uh, Bars and against Douglas, there was no fear of us in the second half. Uh, like t- t- mistakes today I mean mistakes are going to happen no matter what you do yeah. um, it was just uh, one of those days where it was it was t- tough conditions a bit heavy uh, breeze was picking up in the second half and um, guys anxious to keep the ball trying to take that extra bit out of it and getting getting smothered in the tackle you know and, and it's a natural inclination then like when it comes down to three points near the end and they're pushing for fellas to, to drop back it is of course it's the most natural thing in the world and we Despite the fact that we're telling fellas to stay up the pitch, that we need an outlet. Um, that's great when it works. I mean, you look back at any game, you, you look back at the game, I think it was, uh, was it against Douglas Hurd? Uh, there was two balls into the square near the end, Paul carrying got the two of them and, and, and carried them out. But like today, we were looking at Paul in there and saying, he we went to the full forward line. Yes. So look, if, if they land into his hands, he's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's a genius for thinking of it, but it doesn't, then yeah. you're giving out. You know, so. And Barry was still missed today, would he be back for two weeks' time? Yeah. He's hopefully get a bit of running into the legend tomorrow. It's actually next Sunday is the next game. Hopefully he get a bit of running into the legs tonight and we'll make a decision and late in the week it'll be probably be Saturday before we make our minds. And great to uh, be able to give Kevin Burden that. Yeah, great to have him back. He hasn't, I suppose that's his first competitive voting bar the training games that we're having. That was his first competitive voting since February. That's his first taste of championship this year. Um, He's just unfortunate the injury, and then guys are coming in. Jack Harden was playing well. Brian Murphy came in where you'd have expected Kevin to be commanding a position yeah. in the cornerback or a wing back. Um, the fellas coming in, if they're playing well, we tend to leave them one onto the jersey. Yeah. The big red band, Sean Cork, Shred FM, and that is uh, Nemo Rangers boss Kevin O'Donovan there speaking, uh, or Paul O'Donovan, excuse me, after their win today over Newcastle West in Mallow. Going to hear now from defender Kevin Fulignati. 
first game since every league game against um, Donovan Rasa down there at Brooks Scafi that day so was hoping to be recovered in about three or four months but uh, it didn't recover so I had to go in for surgery Which uh, hand? left hand so still not fully recovered uh, so I don't know really till January whether it's there or not but uh, I have a screw in there now anyway so let's keep it together yeah. See that? I have another one in there yeah, I've done the two of them I never got surgery in that one so nice to be back what oh, happened to you? Uh, I was just leading down for a game there in February in the league game against Skib and uh, while the weight was on it and the hand got kicked from underneath me but uh, didn't know at the time anyway played on but uh, found out afterwards in the next raid I was broke so long haul uh, all of a recovery afterwards yeah I got the surgery done um, bit of bone taken out of the hip and uh, screw into the hand to keep it together so it's been a long time yeah long time frustrating frustrating yeah but look you just kind of put the head down you work in the areas of the game where you, you think are weak or you can run away and run five or six nights a week there keeping fit just to make sure that if I do get a chance to get back in I'm ready to go and I'm not waiting five or six weeks so it's nice to get on the pitch there now today and the first time you got back in the pitch and the ball in the hand like is that a bit of trepidation uh, it was different alright I think like um, I thought I needed to um, kind of get up to the speed of things but it was really just to try and slow it down I think when I came back right for the first trainer session or two I was thinking of the next thing or the next move that I was going to do when I got on the ball but it's funny when you kind of slow it down and you kind of find out then you have a bit more time and things are coming back to you again and the football starts coming back to you again you know so and like when the team are going well and winning the county like it must be kind of bittersweet for you to be to be on the side and like you know not as involved as you'd like to be ah well look I mean if we're not going well that means I won't get any run this year as well so it's absolutely great for the lads to be uh, doing well and um, everyone out there is doing absolutely brilliant so I'm happy and I'm delighted they're still in there to give me you know, a chance of getting back, you know. Yeah, and to come into a game like that, there no, you know, when it's in the balance, it, I suppose it's great just to yeah. be back in the pitch in championship. Yeah, look, it's, it's great to be coming back into a game like that there as opposed to when you're up 10 points because it, it kind of gives a message what management think of you, you know, they're throwing you into the, into the fire, into the deep end, and there you go, and it's kind of, it's a bit of a confidence booster as well being thrown in there, like, you know. And a, a tougher game maybe than a lot of people might have expected, but Paul was saying just there, like, that he had no kind of doubt as to how good Newcastle West were and yeah. to the game just you know this time here it's all about winning right yeah we definitely weren't taking anything for granted we were down here in 2015 against Clan Mill and it was the same thing everybody was kind of saying you know overwhelming favourites yeah. but uh, we knew we knew like how they were going to set up today we, we watched some of the videos they're a good physical team and when they moved the ball then they moved it quick and there's some very good players around the pitch so we weren't coming here uh, complacent at all we knew exactly what we were going to get and we got it and we're just very happy to get out of life yes and he was uh, Kevin Fulignati there. Uh, it's his first game since suffering a finger injury in February. Doesn't sound all that nice, as you heard from Kevin at the start of it there. The surgeries he had to uh, undergo to get back uh, to full fitness. But uh, he was back today as Nemo Rangers uh, defeated Newcastle West 1-9-9 to and they will now face either uh, Austin Stacks or Dr. Crokes of Kerry in the semi-final. It'll be in Pork. You're in it next Sunday with a 1.30 throw-in time. Alright, coming up to full time at Anfield 
Liverpool leading Manchester City by three goals to one eighty nine minutes now on the clock they're going to talk about the Munster Intermediate Hurling Championship semi-final for their Niels had a comfortable win over Broadford today 3.22 to 14 points are going to hear now from their boss Dave Cobert yeah I thought we were very strong in defence today they had a few chances probably in the first half of goals and we closed them out well with hooks and blocks I thought uh, we battled up their attack pretty well we'd be, we'd be happy with that coming out here another terrific performance by uh, full forward today Declan, Dalt, uh, Declan Dalton unbelievable 113 uh, today I think it was 1-6 from play absolutely unbelievable from him today yeah he's in good form you can't you can argue with those stats the fair shooting from play and from freeze and uh, he got good ball into him as well and uh, no, you'd be very happy with that and he was, he was very effective today for us the experience and the, the mix between the team is absolute, uh, is unbelievable to see like you've got Podge Butler uh, fullback who's been involved years going down years uh, throughout with the club and you've got new, uh, new blood like Jar Mellerick and Declan Dalton who were involved in non 21 success last year it's, it's a great mix to have in the squad yeah and like that was actually Podge's first start all year for us today in, a, in the Munster semi-final um, so like Podge has loads of it done forwards and backs um, but like he's been very sharp all year when he's come into it and like Dickie and Jarrah are, are playing really really well for us tomorrow, along with all the rest of them um, they're all sharp out at the moment so we just need to keep this going as long as we can and the bench today especially was impressive I think he made f- uh, five changes and each one was um, uh, played very well when they came on you got Killian uh, Broderick who, was star- uh, who started the start of the year you've got then someone like Jason Hanker another, uh, another young player who's still involved with the 21s uh, they all had their own and they came on and it's an, uh, brilliant uh, brilliant to have such a deep panel no, like we have, we've 38 players, and like the strength of it and the the standard in that squad is it's remarkable. Like um, I've said it before, we've never had anything like this before. Um, we have five subs coming in today, and you could bring on another five, and that's that's not exaggerating. You actually could, and they'd strengthen the finishing. So we're very happy with our squad and, and how we ended that today. We finished it strong. Actually, we didn't pull up or defend or anything. We kept they kept going for it and uh, finished it off with scores. Before I leave you all, like the uh, the way you've played on twenty one side into the uh, the senior side or permanent treated side has been it's seamless almost and that is really a, cre- a credit note to the team and lots of those 21s have been, this is nearly their fifth year probably starting for the first team like they've been they were thrown in the deep end before that new rule came in about under 17 only been only played at level so like most of those fellas this is their fifth maybe their fifth season with the first team um, but look there's, they are playing really well for a young a young team they are going very well but we need to get on with it now for the Munster final and, and uh, get ready and repeat that and better it if we can Let's Dave Colbert there. Speaking to Kieran Murphy after their win over Broadford today, 3.22 to 14 points was how it uh, finished. And now face Bally Saggart in the Munster Intermediate Hurling Championship uh, final on the uh, 24th. Uh, no venue yet confirmed for that one. All right, uh, going to uh, hear more from Father Niels and we're going to hear from uh, Podge Butler. That's absolutely massive. Like, to be fair to the young lads there, they're an absolute breath of fresh air. Like, they drive it on every time, like, training sessions. You know, it's a lot tougher than even marking those lads in training. Like, if you think about packing up half the time, trying to chase them around the place. But listen, like, they won all the way up through the years. Like, so, and a couple of the older lads now, like myself and Conway, like, you know, so, as you said, they're now it's a great blend of youth uh, and experience. It's great for these young players to have players such as you and Conway, uh, Conway to learn off. And, like, when you're coming up uh, from the under 21 level or the minor level, that is really cr- uh, crucial to the development when you're playing adult hurling 
Well, it is that kind of, to be fair to these lads, like they won a Premier County for a small club like ourselves, which is an absolutely massive achievement, like beating a lot of senior teams along the way. Like, so again, these boys don't need to be taught much to know the, to know the story, like, and they just drive it on every training session and every match you can see there now again today, like. And uh, depth of the panel, especially as well, you made, it was five changes you made today, and each one of them came on, did, uh, did their part, put in a great shift, like Killian Broderick. This was your first start of the, of the championship season, like, uh, that depth, it's, it's unbelievable to ha- uh, have for such a, sm- a small area like Bellum Court at Eastbridge. Again, like we owe it all to the younger teams, the, the younger lads coming up through the ranks. And again, like you know, it's frustrating at times sitting on the bench, but you know, the bigger picture is uh, Father Neil's winning in the end. And you know, we're using five subs every game. A lot of those lads coming on have county medals already, like so. You know, we're in a great position and a uh, long way at last, hopefully. Thank you very much, Podge, and no, good luck in the Munster fight. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's Podge Butler there, uh, Father Neil, speaking after their win over Bromford today, 322 to 14 points. And Pally uh, Taggart now in the final in two weeks' time. Um, it's nearly over at Anfield. Liverpool still 3 1 up on Manchester City. They will uh, go eight points clear with that result ahead of Leicester and Chelsea with Manchester City in fourth place on uh, 25 points, nine points behind the Reds. Uh, going to turn our attention now to the Junior A Football Championship final, Kilshanik defeating St. James's uh, 22 points to uh, 11 today. John O'Shea there for us, he spoke to Kilshanik's Killian O'Hanlon. Unbelievable. Long time waiting and oh, it's just an unbelievable feeling and the crowd here as well, like it's just unbelievable to see how much it means to them as well. Like. Yeah, you can feel and see just um, there's a real like just standing on the pitch here in Pocky Ring, there's a real buzz around the face at the moment, isn't there? Massive, I think they said it was the highest tins of the county final and it was unreal the whole fucking parish was out here today, it was unreal. Yeah, and it was especially I think well, the first one I think the first time since nineteen ninety six. Yeah, first time we've been in the final since ninety six, so unbelievable. Been a long way. Yeah, and uh, so I suppose and this is the game as well. So, oh, what, what was your, so was your thoughts and how you played today? Uh, like we knew the threat. Same teams were going to bring this on last week. They're a tough team, very well balanced team, and we had to work hard for it. We kind of scoreline probably doesn't reflect the game really. We kind of pulled away there in the last five ten minutes. That's Kilshanik skipper Killian O'Han and they're speaking after their win over St James's today and they now face Nagoyal of Kerry in the uh, Munster quarterfinal uh, next Saturday afternoon. All over at Anfield, Liverpool have beat Manchester City by three goals to one. Going to get you an update on that one in just a bit. First we're going to hear from uh, Kilshanik goalkeeper Colmuddy. Struct is mighty. As you just said there, look, we never put a target on anything this year. We just go to win every game. We're looking up. We have a great bunch of lads. They put their head down. They drive on whatever, whatever the team we're playing, whatever the competition. Look, it, it's great to stand there with the parish and everyone around celebrating. They don't come round that often for us. We waited, I think, for 23 years yeah. to have a night like this is brilliant. Yeah. And you were saying that the forward to one game will come at the top. You're going to see from the outset, right, from the one goal, you were the top. Look, there, like, look you know. it, it, one step at a time. Like, our under-21s are still involved. It's the middle of November. We're at, we're, 
We're after we're after a great year. Like we won Junior A, we won Junior B. We're after a fantastic year in the club. Training's been brilliant. Everyone's bought into what we're doing. It's just fantastic. Yeah, and I think the 1996-23 years were saying the last time you won the championship. 96-20-23 years of waiting for another day like this. I suppose like I'm involved. This is my 19th year. But it's a long time waiting for anything like this. It took, there's numerous years we struggled to in our car, but to be up here and park during celebrating the county championship is just brilliant. You know, and you would see on the scenes all here. I mean, there's a lot to Kilchanning to win it. It's brilliant. You know? We get fantastic support any match we play. We, they travel all over the country following us, and it, it's great for them to have a night like tonight just to celebrate, and everyone comes together. The parish is on a high blow. It's just fantastic. There's flags, there's bunting, the colours are brilliant. Everyone's just bought into it. The whole parish, the whole team, it's just it's just brilliant. Yeah, and I'm sure like, there'll be plenty of days of celebrating, but even next weekend after that, they're just like, have a monster championship to We'll celebrate tonight. We might have a few tomorrow. Look back to training, probably Tuesday. I don't know who we're playing amongst them, whether it's Clare, Tipperary, Kerry, whoever we're playing. I'm sure the lads have thought about it. We'll, we'll put the heads down, we'll drive on during the week. However, we play next weekend, look, we just go one step at a time again. Yeah, congratulations to Kilshally Junior A champions after that win over St. James's today. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to hear from Paddy Murray as he commits to the Cork Camogie team for his ninth year. And we're going to hear from Colin O'Brien as the Ireland under 17s prepare for their Europe qualifiers at Turners Cross. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Full-time report from Anfield, Shane Pennington. Liverpool 3, Manchester City 1 and Jurgen Klopp's men make a massive statement in the title race as they move 8 points clear at the top after seeing off the current champions. Fabinho fired them ahead from 25 yards which a VAR check confirmed before Mo Salah made it 2. It was 3-0 when Mane headed in Henderson's cross and Bernardo Silva then pulled one back for City but that only proved to be a consolation for the visitors as their Anfield hoodoo continued. Liverpool 3, Manchester City 1. And a huge step in the title race there is it going to be Liverpool's year eight points clear of second place Leicester and Chelsea who are on 26 points Manchester City back on 25 a massive massive result today alright so the Ireland under 17s uh, tricky week for them as they have uh, three games in the European qualifiers they take on Andorra Montenegro and Israel all in turn across. cross Kieran's in speaking with manager Colin O'Brien yeah, I suppose we've uh, a very busy schedule now for the next 11 days. It's the European qualifiers for the under-17 age group. Um, so we kick off on Tuesday night against Andorra, Montenegro on Friday, and then Israel in our final game. So we're all looking forward to them. Um, th- you mentioned that on Tuesday. They're all taking place in Turner's Cross, I suppose. Look, the FAI do move the games around the, the different venues um, at times, but it's nice to have them down at the Cross. Especially, I suppose, having them locally to, to yourself and all that as well. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's great. Like, you know, we're only saying to the players um, the last couple of days, you know, they're, they're in a very privileged position. It's very unique that we actually host these um, qualifiers as well. Yes, we held the European Championships in May, but in all my time working with teams for qualifying competitions the last number of years, we've always uh, we've always had to play away. Uh, so I'm delighted the FAA got on the front foot. Uh, got us to host it because going to places like Montenegro and Israel can be very tricky so Cork fantastic venue uh, two good venues of Colmans Park and Turners Cross obviously we'll be in Turners Cross in three games and uh, Colmans Park will host the other games as well yeah. um, but right now for ourselves it's just getting ready for Tuesday for Andorra I imagine you'd be hoping there, a crowd would turn out for, for that it does uh, help sometimes to have a, a good home support 
Yeah, 100%. And um, something we really um, saw in May with last year's group, uh, the crowd that came to the European Championship finals in Tallinn, Waterford. You know, there was over 5,000 at each game and really connected with the team. Uh, the team really appreciated it and it does bring the players' game on another level. So I'm really hoping the Cork public come out and support it. Um, we've got some very good players again in the group. This is the start of our journey the last number of years. The public have been seeing teams playing in finals. Uh, but this qualifying phase has a huge bearing on our competitive season. How hard is it to to manage the team to get them right for for three games in in ten or eleven days or or seven even? Yeah, well, that's seven always days. the challenge with the yeah with the three games in seven days, and yeah. we've been in yes since yesterday ourselves. Um, so you kind of you be on site for nearly eleven days. Um, that, that's always the challenge for, for international football. Um, look, we're very experienced staff, very educated um, people around the players, and, and, and that's a big help to myself as well um, because you just can't do it, can't do it all on your own. Um, so you know, we, 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 we challenge each other staff. Uh, the players tap into that, and our job is to make sure everything is done that they're prepared to play in three games over seven days and uh, look at something we're used to now and uh, it's something the players are very excited about themselves Yeah you announced your squad on Thursday there's a space in there a debut call up I think for City midfielder Oren Crozel you know, Oren has actually been, you know, he's, he's played at under 16 and, and, and 15 level. Um, so he, he's been in the, in the system the last number of years himself. Uh, had a good season with Cork City under, under 17s this year. And along with Oren, there's, there's actually 14 players that are playing in the domestic league at the moment. Um, so it's a good opportunity, said, for, for, for people to come out and connect. There with a wide range of, of, of clubs involved as well. Uh, there's players from different areas of the country. Um, but look, they're all here on merit and uh, they're all going to be uh, competing now to try and get in the, in the starting 11 for, for, for Tuesday. I'm sure you have a, a fairly strong scouting network and all that, Colin, but, and you mentioned 14 from the, the League of Ireland there. How would you get around to see the likes of Anselmo uh, there in, in Wolfsburg? Like, um, that's surely a bit tricky to get around. Like, there's some UK-based players as well. Yeah, well, look, we, we'd have a we'd have an extensive network of people around the country, and look, it's part of my own job as well. You, yeah. you, you'd be covering the the length of bread of the country with games, and instead have other people at matches as well. But also part of my role is you, you have to see the players that are outside the country as well. And again, we'd have other people. We'd have people in the UK as well. Um, you know, again, our, 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 our scout network is quite strong there, and um, it's just a matter of getting that information and, and then following up on it. Um, but players have to be good enough to come into the international uh, setup. It's not just the case in qualifying for Ireland. Naturally, yeah. yeah. And look, uh, before I leave you go, Colin, uh, that match Tuesday against Andorra at half seven at the cross. Um, obviously, your homework done on Andorra. Yeah, look, I suppose the, the, the three countries that are coming in, they'll, they'll be different, pose different challenges and different cultures and different styles. We've played Andorra a number of years ago ourselves. Um, okay, they might be classed as a smaller country, but they have a very Spanish type of influence to, to, to their style of play. Um, but, you know, no matter who we're playing, uh, we, we'll always prepare ourselves for, 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 for the situations we might come up against and very focused on what we need to do. Um, and, and hopefully we'll get off to a positive start. That's what, what, what everything has been uh, focused on right now. Yeah, well, look, uh, Conor Brown of Republic of Ireland under 17s. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the bench. No problem, Kieran. All the best.
Yeah, very best luck indeed to uh, to Colin O'Brien and the Republic of Ireland under 17s as uh, they prepare for the Euro qualifiers. Really looking forward to those games this week, and uh, we'll be at those games uh, starting with Andorra on Tuesday night. So very best of luck indeed to the boys in green. Right, we're going to talk Camogie, and uh, it was confirmed last week that Paulie Murray would be remaining as manager of the Cork Senior Camogies team for a ninth consecutive season. Kieran's been uh, speaking with Paulie about his plans for next year. I'd like to be joined on the line by Potty Murray, the Cork Senior Camogie boss. Potty, welcome to the bench. Thank you. Uh, Potty, during the week you were confirmed staying on for another year. I think it's your, your ninth year at this stage. What uh, keeps bringing you back? I suppose it's hard to leave a goal. Um, yeah. You know, I'm dealing with a, with a fairly determined uh, bunch of players. So, you know, there's a good culture there. Um you know, people that, that want to do the best um, all the time. You know, you come to training and, uh, you know, they're waiting there to be trained. And uh, I suppose that's what, you know, I suppose that's what keeps me coming back. Um, Like, this year, I suppose, it, it was disappointing losing a, a semi-final. Um, but there's a lot of young players there, I imagine, coming through from minors and that as well. There's been uh, some good players uh, last year and this year. Yeah, and even the year before as well. I think yeah, probably true. with the last uh, three to four years, um, we seem to have got a rack uh, together underage. And, uh, um, you know, there is players there. There's a big, big jump up from mm-hmm. being minor to senior. I don't think people realise that. I normally say it will take three years at least. So, you know, you look at this year's minors, to get someone to play senior next year uh, from that group would be would be a massive achievement for the coaches. So, um, you know, probably looking at last year's um, last year's crew, really, I think we had four last year. So, you know, I know Laura, Laura Hayes made it through um, and you'd be hoping that maybe one or two of those would come through again, you know. Um, is this, or 2020, going to be a bit of, we'll say, maybe rebuilding? Is there going to be much retirement, sir? What do you think? Because well, like, there's I, lots I, of talk about Jim O'Connor, I suppose, your sister Aoife, but what, is there any official Well, word? I suppose the first thing is that, uh, I suppose, the so-called experts um, would claim yeah. that this is a team in decline, you know, mm-hmm. one all-star, four, four uh, nominations, so that would indicate we're, we're, we're in a bit of trouble, you know. Yeah. So, um, I'm obviously, if that's what um, I, I would have thought, I, I wouldn't be coming back, to be honest. I think that's certainly... Um, there, there, there is more in this team. Yeah. Granted, they, as a group, we will have to work a lot better than what we did last year. I think if we look back at at at, at the year, there was there was errors made uh, and lots of them. So I think uh, everyone, you know, players are thinking coming back and and uh, and putting in what they did last year. Well, then that's not going to happen. You know, uh, retirements. I haven't heard anything to date, and people have been notified. So you know that would indicate that people are not retiring at the moment anyway. So, uh, you know, um, I look, Aoife and Jim, it is up to themselves really. I don't think they should, but, you know, uh, and I would be hoping that they wouldn't, but, uh, you know, I think Jim had a a fantastic year, to be honest, one of her better years and uh, played very well in the semi-finals. So, you know, um, I think there's pretty left in her, you know. Uh, You mentioned Gemma there having a, a pretty good year. No... All-star. Um, lots of talk about the All-Stars this year. Obviously extremely disappointing when only there was one to come out of that and, and Amy O'Connor and then the nominations with 
other teams who didn't do as well get more nominations yeah look I have my own feelings on it yeah. to be honest but I, I think I keep them to myself um, you know I would hope that to drive us on as a group to be honest uh, yeah. you know I always say people want to put a stone and uh, long may that continue really because look if people want to put a stone it means we must be doing something right um, the, the club scene healthy enough place especially when you see SARS having gone so long without a title 30 years I think it was this year and, and disappointed in Munster I suppose but coming out and winning that county title winning the county title that was obviously a big big deal for them but it's good to see teams coming through like that and the players Well the club scene to be fair has been very good over the last um, three to four years yeah. um, I don't think the, the, the it gets the credit it deserves um, I think to be fair to the board they run it very well they run it off uh, you know it, it's run well um, my feeling is that the sport has, has grown uh, very strongly over the last couple of years and most of the matches that, that I've been at there's actually bigger crowds going to those matches than some yeah. of the senior hurling matches that mm. I've been to this year funny enough you know course, and yeah. have been very exciting as well you know look, there was a number of them I was outside in CIT to watch um, Killa and uh and in Ascara, it was, it was a terrific game, full of excitement. So uh, lots, lots of uh, good quality games there, you know. Yeah, um, I suppose obviously it was a disappointing year when you look at the going out at the semi-final stage. Or was oh, it? God, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I suppose nothing um, less than an honour to us is is. Um, is disappointing. So we, we set our high uh, sights high, and uh, you know anything less than that is disappointing. I suppose uh, looking at it as bad and all as we were, we had chances to win it. Yeah. Um, so you know, but I, I think look, if I look back in the year, there was probably little things along the way that you know, little signals, possibly you know, probably we, we might not have been as committed as what we sh- we should be you know things have moved on and instead of we standing still we need to move on as well you know so I think the key for next year is is, uh, is we've got to work harder than what we did last year our commitment has to be has to be better yeah. you know um, so I, I think you can appreciate at the time obviously you, you don't appreciate you know these mistakes or losing a semi-final or that but I think you can in hindsight you can appreciate that and obviously build on that it's a, it's a good thing to have when you're starting off the, the the following year, oh yeah, well it is. Look, we've we've this year analysed pretty well, and uh, you know we would be looking for um, massive improvement from the players this year. Um, you know that that uh, we're back um, this Sunday uh, training, so we're starting earlier, and uh, you know we need everyone back and very back very quickly. You know, I was going to ask that. Uh, Lastly, before I leave you go, just uh, you're fairly meticulous in, in your planning and tactics and all that. Uh, you're already, I was going to say, I imagine you've started for this year, so back Sunday already. Yeah, look, we are. We we we're 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 probably uh, having our largest probably training panel, mm-hmm. but to me, it is important that um, a lot of the, the the new girls. I think there's seven or eight new girls coming into the side just to freshen things up. So I think that's important. Uh, they've got to climatise fairly quickly there, you know, and we have new coaches as well. We we have Liam uh, Cronin from, from Limerick who has been involved in the uh, player senior hurling uh, set up for the last three years. So I think that's a big coup and I think it's a big statement uh, to 
Scott Camogie and, and probably in Camogie in general to see a person of that calibre mm-hmm. wanting to experience um, training a Camogie team. Um, yeah, you, you, other... you've a bit of a shake-up there, I suppose, in the back room. How important was that? To... I didn't get, well, I, look, it, it, of course it has to be important because yeah. we need to freshen things up. Look, the players don't want to be listening to me. Um my brother Kevin was there for three years I don't think they want to be listening to him for another year so he yeah. was coming in uh, we have a new SSC uh, coach as well in, in Owen Galvin from Ballincollig I suppose I, I'm very happy that, that Martin O'Brien stays on because you know I thought it was an area that probably we, we need to improve and on that with, with, with the number of girls we have uh, we certainly needed a second SNC and uh, um, Martin is first meant to, to drive the team on I think it's important that he stayed on you know yeah well look uh, Paddy I'll leave you at it uh, obviously planning already so you have a bit of planning for training to be doing as well but thanks very much for joining us on the event thanks William yeah great to uh, have Paddy Murray on the show and uh it's great that he's staying on. As Cork Camogie boss, he was the mall. The very, very best luck uh, for 2020. Going to look back at Cage Warriors last night. It was a fantastic, fantastic evening at uh, Cage Warriors in Neptune Stadium as they returned for the first time after an eight-year absence. It was a, a great card. Some great Cork fighters um, in action last night as well. Um, Couple of whom made massive, massive impressions. Just run down the um, the results from uh, last night. Uh, Reese McKee looking like a superstar as he defeated Hacken Foss uh, by a TKO in the first round just after a minute Joe McColgan and defeated Robbie Scott looked very very good as well got him in a, a beautiful darts choke uh, in the first round Ian Gary um, is a superstar already by the looks of it um, he had half a Dublin in Neptune Stadium for him last night um, great uh, performance from him as he beat uh, Matthias Figlak by a uh, rear naked choke in the first round uh, the floof nearly went off the place last night he was absolutely brilliant and Cork's John Mitchell defeating Eric Nolan by unanimous decision 3027 3027 and 2928 um, we had John in studio with us last week um, he was really really impressive last night um, fought really really well um, beautiful striking for all three rounds and got a, a, a fully deserved unanimous decision win uh, I spoke to him after his win last night over Eric Nolan I'm with John Mitchell after that uh, very very impressive pro debut how are you feeling after that yeah I feel great it was mad it was good fun though yeah. yeah what was your game plan going in uh, just go out be sharp try counter him if he's coming in and try to get that lead leg like and maybe hit him with an E coming in as well and mm. so that was pretty much it you had a bit of a reach advantage over him you used that to your advantage basically yeah yeah you know I, I had a good reach advantage on him and uh, kind of worked out there so. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, he dropped in the first round I mean like that was just a, kind of a short kind of um, was a, a ride I think were you worried at that point uh, no I think he kind of you know when, when he hit me I kind of bounced back up off the ground I think yeah. he kind of just caught me early so mm-hmm. kind of caught me cold a bit so but it was good I think it added to the fun of it so mm. yeah. it certainly did he was doing his best to kind of gorge into a war as well, yeah, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I was just going to pick him apart and try to catch him and stuff, you know. Mm. So it was good. There was a lot of showmanship in it. Like, it was good fun. Um, as debuts go, as professional debuts go, it doesn't get much better, does it? No, like, like in Cork, in a sold dead arena on the main card of Cage Warriors. I mean, like, that's amazing. I'm delighted. Mm. And you had such a huge following there as well. I mean, huge, you jumped into man. him afterwards. Huge, yeah. I felt like the whole arena was there for me, you know. It was unreal. It was unreal. And uh, so what's next now? 
just enjoy it yeah like just tonight take it off don't worry about it and then get back into it as soon as I can and just uh, try to get on the Belfast card yeah you know? is pressure off now first professional win I mean like you don't have to nah. worry about getting that monkey off your back the pressure's on now man yeah. now we got to keep going get, fight someone better now and you know see where, see where it goes yeah and see where it goes indeed I mean like Cage Warriors has sent 93 guys to the UFC do you want to be on that list most definitely yeah that's why we're all here isn't it yes, so definitely yeah. Yeah, it's John Mitchell there, really charismatic guy, and uh, great moment last night as Eric Nolan threw a wild kick that missed uh, John by a good bit, and John just looked left and right to see where uh, Eric was now, uh, aiming for. Really, really a funny moment in the fight, but a really, really impressive performance. So I asked Cage Warriors boss, Cartman himself, Graham Boylan, about John's performance. Yeah. Graham, just a word about John Mitchell Cork by making his debut tonight. Not a bad way to, to make it a professional debut. Yeah, super, super debut from John. He made... Um he, he, I think he outclassed Eric on the feet. You know, he, he chopped away at that lead leg. He hit some really nice jabs and just kept moving. Whether that was a game plan or whether that's his game, um, we'll find out in time. But super performance and a good debut win for him on a big platform like that. You know, a lot of guys making their debut on a stage this side and he was on the main card. You know, they can get an adrenaline dump. You know, it, it can hit him quite quick, but he dealt with it well. Yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, congratulations to John Mitchell on his first win as a professional. Uh, Pally Ham was the last fight on the uh, amateur card and he defeated Shane Garrity via KO, a spectacular KO as well. I spoke to the uh, DSPG Cork fighter afterwards. He started off very, very strong. He was, he was, I knew he was going to be strong. Um, I knew I'd be faster. I knew I'd be more technical. It just gave, it took me a while to kind of get it. Um, I started making, he kind of, he hit me with a few shots. I started making angles and, uh, I started kind of finding my shots then as well. He, I knew if I hit him in the body early, uh, I, I'd just suck his gas tank. So I, I straight away started throwing jabs to the body, straight hands to the body from far, which is like not normally done a lot, you know, in MMA. It's kind of dodgy ducking your head like that. But, but um, I kind of circled and then I throw a jab to the body and, and they just they just kind of just sucked, uh, sucked it out of him. And then I uh, just wore him down, kept hitting the head, hitting him in the body, uh, mixing up my attacks and then... I saw he was kind of getting hurt, kept landing shots, he started moving back, I followed him and just finished the fight. What was it like walking out in Nipson Stadium here in front of this car crowd in a cage warrior's car? That was genuinely one of the best moments of my life. When I, walking out, having all, all my friends and family there, um, it's just, it's surreal. Like, and then when I got the wins, jumping up on the cage, seeing everyone, cheering everyone who came out to support me, it's just brilliant. Like. Makes all that hard work, that yeah. fight camp work, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, talked us about that. I mean, like you, Johnny Holland's nutrition at your weight was underweight yesterday. Yeah. It seemed to go very, very easily for you. Yeah, it was simple. It was the easiest I've ever done it. Um, I used to find getting to I fought featherweight. I've tightened that featherweight, and I, I, uh, I found that very, very hard to get down to before. But um, right now, I'm actually lighter than what I was when I did my water cut for '66, and I was fighting that whatever welterweight that was, or super lightweight, you know. So. Um, yeah, with, with that nutritionist and strength conditioning, I'm, I'm 66 is not a bother to me, and uh, I'm only going to be bigger and stronger at that division. So what's next? I know Barry and Alpha Fighter Management, we keep me busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, what's next? I'm fighting two weeks in England for a title on Contenders. Um, I'll win that. They have a show coming up. I think they, I don't know if they announced it yet, but uh, they have a deal with uh, some American, over in Florida, they're going over there. So when I win that title, um, I want to go over to Florida and fight there. And so the next time Cage Wires comes back to Cork, will you be a professional in that cage? Or uh, it depends. Well, like when are they coming back? If they come back, I, I, I'm not going to rush it. Yeah, plenty of time. I like when when they come back. I'll, I'll let them know when I'm ready. When I want that contract, they can give it to me then. You know. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, great to talk to Pally. Huh? Congratulations indeed to his own. And uh, great to have Cage Warriors back last night. Um, Graham Bolland said they'd be coming back to court next year. The details weren't confirmed, but uh, he said they'd be confirmed uh, early in the week. All right, just to wrap up, Larney and Bishopstown GA Club have joined forces for a unique venture in GA in Cork. The club's employed a full-time coach to go into schools and help both clubs. Kieran's been speaking with Humphrey Hogan, Games Promotions Officer in Blarney GAA, about the initiative between the two clubs. Yeah, um, look, Blarney Bishopstone clubs, um, uh, we've joined together and uh, I suppose, look, we... We have it's really the initiative is to promote Gaelic games um, in locally within eight schools, which are both between uh, Blarney and, and Bishopstown. You know, um, it's a unique initiative. Uh, it's funded completely by the two clubs, and it is the first of its kind in Cork. So, um, the clubs appointed uh, Faulkner O'Connor he's, as the games um, promotion officer, and um, yeah, so we're really excited going forward as to how it's going to work out over the next 12 months you know so he's employed on a 12 month contract OK there's, there's a lot of information in there um, firstly why Blarney and Bishop's son? Um look I suppose we're both of a similar mind um, both of us feel that the um, the initiative going forward would be to promote Gaelic games in the two schools or in the, with the two clubs and um, in amongst the eight schools uh, that are locally it's to give consistent coaching is another big thing for us you know yeah and I suppose what will I, I, well we know he'll be coaching but what will Faulkner be doing between the yeah, the two clubs like, look his his role initially was I suppose it's it's a kind of a um, he's going in fundamental movement is a big thing and um, in the schools um, we're also looking at probably uh, his initially would be going in a fundamental movement such as agility balance uh, coordination and these key skills are um, are integral to physical development of children these days you know and like, how did the whole idea actually come about, Humphrey? Because I, I imagine there's been a, a lot of planning. It's not something that yeah. came about overnight. Yeah, it was. I suppose. Look, we've two um, two lads in our club would be Paul O'Leary and Martin Lynch who are driving this. You know, Paul is the coaching officer of the club. He's the current intermediate manager. We've the ex chairman as well, which is um, Martin Lynch, and again um, backed 100 percent by the the, um, the executive in our club. You know, and I suppose similar on the other side, we have. Um, Brian Cuthbert from Bishopstown and Martin Lynch sat down and kind of uh, said we voted the same plan um, and John Crowley came aboard then as well you know so it's, uh, yeah and like uh, both, both clubs are, are have pretty good underage setups um, like the, there's a lot of talent in among both clubs as can be seen on, on Cork squads as well and just how both clubs have been uh, getting to certain stages in, in the underage competitions I guess well look I suppose that that would be um, look. Jay has to be equal to fun, okay? That's really important for the club uh, in, in our club anyway. And they seem to have a similar opinion, you know. Um, you could have, you could argue about player retention, okay? Is a big thing for us at the moment. Um, coaching, coaching standards, like the ideas for us really is that Faulkner would come in and give coaching courses throughout to all of our coaches okay. in both clubs, you know. Um, that's probably not something else now that will probably come out of this. One of the benefits of it, he's not solely going to be probably in the schools, even though that's the initiative at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be coming in, I suppose. He'll be guiding the coaches as well in the clubs, you know. Um, but for like the big thing for us actually Karen was that he would go into the club, into the schools and he would consistently do the times that we were we were told we told the schools that we would be there you know that's really important for us like okay um, um, you mentioned it's a 12 month contract for fuck now what like what i guess i suppose he has his own aims and uh, what he wants to achieve but what's the, the overall plan for i know it's 
It's a longer plan than 12 months, but uh, yeah, well, it's, it's 12 months. Look, so. it's a, look at, uh, when you've got young kids involved, it's, uh, you're, not, you're not going to. It, it's, it's inclusion, uh, like uh, fun. It has to be all of those things. And Falcon is going in to kind of have a link between the schools and the clubs. Um, and that they they'll make friends and they'll come over and they'll join they'll join in uh, much easier they they can relate to the club um, when we're there and this would be both as well for Bishopstown um, so yeah it's uh, it's more of that really you know uh, than actually um, the plan the, the the plan initially was um, uh, was that we would we would have him in on a twelve month contract but we're hoping that it will continue for over the next ten years, you know, maybe longer. Like we're hoping that other clubs as well will take the initiative yeah. and take it forward in Cork. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really exciting uh, initiative there as you were here between Blarney and Bishopstown GAA. They've joined together to fund a, a games promotion officer who will uh, promote uh, Gaelic games in the schools. Really, really exciting stuff and a really, really forward thinking from both clubs. Right, we are out of time. Thank you very much indeed for tuning our way on the Big Red Bench on this uh, Sunday evening. Our podcast will be live if you missed any of the action on today's show, if you missed any of the, the reaction from Nemo, if you missed it from Kelshanig, if you missed it from Father O'Neill's, if you missed it from Orlabby. It'll be on our podcast which will be on Red Extra very shortly and uh, redextra.ie I should say and it'll be uh, wherever you get your podcasts from uh, up, it'll be up there very very shortly indeed you can follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench uh, we're back next Saturday from 6 Alan Donovan is up next with Green on Red bringing you three hours of the very best Irish music between now and 10pm we'll be back next Saturday at 6pm enjoy the rest of your Sunday night folks Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM.